0: Despite the loss to the Orioles, Josiah Gray had a good season. Next, on this edition of the Talk Nats podcast. Welcome in to this edition of the Talk Nats podcast. I am so glad you decided to join me today. As always, this podcast is free and available on all the major platforms. My name is Dan Holme. You can find me on Twitter. It's at DanCaps218. You can find the show on Twitter. It's at TalkNats. Today's episode is brought to you by Manscaped. Take 20% off plus free shipping when you use my promo code MinuteCast at manscaped.com. And today's episode is also. Soul brought to you by Mayweather Boxing & Fitness Located at 230 Water Street, just tell them you want the Nats discount. So in today's episode of the Talk Nats podcast, we reflect on the season for Josiah Gray. A bit of an up and down season, if you will, but he worked on things and all things considered, I think that he is pretty well dialed in. Oftentimes it's said that if a pitcher ends the season over a 4.00 ERA, that it was a bad season and probably would be under consideration, you know, what ultimately is going to be the future for this pitcher. But as it turns out, uh, it went pretty well for him, ending the season with a 3.91 ERA, uh, a bit of a far cry from the ERA he had earlier in the season of a 2.77. But in any event, A work in progress, and one of the things that we know is that he did struggle here for quite some time until he had a modified windup, and after that, he seemed to be pitching a lot better. So whatever, you know, that was the pitching coach, that was him looking at the game film, whatever the case may be, he is dialed in and pitching better than he was here just a few weeks ago. Despite the loss, again, again, you can't get a win if your team doesn't give you any run support. But it was a great pitcher for the Orioles. And uh, ultimately, at this point, I think the Nationals are just kind of waiting for this season to be over with. But that was the last game for Josiah uh, pitching this season. But he should, you know, hold his head eye on this season that all things considered, I think he did a good job. I think there is the distinct possibility that he could be the starting pitcher uh game 1 of the regular season this next season i do think it's possible i think it's highly unlikely that they go back to Patrick Corbin. Uh, I guess it's always possible that Mackenzie Gore uh, could get the start, but, you know, he's still, for me, a bit of an unproven commodity. He is one of those big names that, you know, has, you know, bright, shiny light surrounding it, but he's still, you know, it's still a sample size for Mackenzie Gore. We don't know ultimately what we have in the tank with him, but for Josiah Gray, it has always been my belief that he is going to be one of the key starters in the nationals rotation uh there are a lot of people that that listen to this show or will tweet me and say you know for such a great pitcher he has really struggled here as of late listen he is still a young man a young pitcher trying to find his way i think that you know with the modified windup and you know him using some different pitches that he wouldn't normally use in certain situation certain situations he is showing a level of maturity and showing that um, you know he is working on his game uh, but taking a look at it he says I think anytime you can finish on a strong outing it takes you in the off season with a positive mindset gray said you feel like you can kind of check that box I've been able to have at last a couple good outings but this one feels sweet going into the off season, knowing some of the changes I've made Made over the last three outings have bred results. I can focus on those things and look forward to the offseason being positive. And he should look into the offseason being positive. He is going to be one of the key starters in the Nationals rotation next year. I have no doubt uh, he just has to keep working and building on what he has done thus far. Uh, but uh, Gray's night actually began in an all too familiar fashion. If we take a look at the game against the Orioles, and not a positive one, with Gunnar Henderson blasted the seventh pitch he saw to right center for a quick one to nothing lead. It represented the fourth leadoff home run surrendered by Gray this season, the tenth by any National starting pitcher. rights Mass, and so. But after that, he dialed in. Uh, he, you know, went internal there and thought, you know, I'm not going to push the panic button. I'm going to just, you know, rely on what I know, what my pitching coach has shown me, what I've seen has bred good results and work on that. Uh, And that is what he did. Uh, Gray was able to pitch his way out of a few jams he encountered, not via soft contact, but via strikeout. Um, uh, He got Ramon Urias on a high fastball with two out in the second. He got Henderson. And uh, so that's what he was able to do is, you know, even though he struggled there briefly, he figured it out. And, you know, that's the same in a lot of different sports, whether it be pitching, football, hockey. You know, if you're a goalie, all of a sudden you allow a couple goals. If you can kind of just close your mind off and just concentrate on the task at hand, don't concentrate that you're not getting the desired result, um, then I think that will serve you well. But Ruiz was talking about him. What worked for him? The changeup, that was the pitch that impressed me the most. In those big situations, he located it really well. Um, So those are the things that we're looking for from Josiah because uh, let's face it, you know, you take a look at the pitching staff next year, there are a lot of questions. I mean, uh, Adone, what kind of pitcher is he gonna be? Corbin, you take a look, is is Cade Cavalli, when he comes, joins the team in about June, how is he going to fare? Um, There are a lot of questions. The Nationals are looking for that key Uh, Starting pitcher, uh, that is what's going to win you games uh, or at least, you know, set you in the right direction. Uh, If you can get really great pitching, that is going to help things out a lot. I think tonight summed up the pitcher I can be, he uh, said, getting ground balls when I wanted to, getting weak contact, minimizing damage, working around a walk or two, getting a strikeout in big spots. It's the pitcher I know I can be. It's just a matter of being consistent about it. And that's consistency. That is going to be key for him. It's stringing together consistent wins, not, you know, being an all star pitcher and then, you know, losing like four games in a row. They need that consistency. Lord knows the Nationals are going to need it. And still is what the midst of being called a rebuild. Uh, Martinez was talking about him, Davy Martinez, that is, talking about how he is still a young man and that uh, he's still working on his game. He's learning a lot about himself. He's learning a lot about what he can do and what he can't do. But I know that in the future, he's going to be a guy to be reckoned with. I'm not just talking about short-term. I'm talking about long-term. I think with him, we have a chance to win here and get back to where we need to be. And that's to be in the playoffs. And, you know, Nationals fans, I know this is going to come as a bit of a surprise as I bring this up, uh, but I think that it is going to be sooner than later. You know, I do think that the Nationals are, are probably uh, two, maybe three years out of contention, but it's not going to be this wandering into the wilderness for many years. They are rebuilding. Now, when I said two to three years, it could be sooner than that. Um, Do I think that they are going to be headed for the playoffs in the World Series next year? I don't want to get ahead of myself, but I think that they are headed in the right direction. And all they, all we can hope for them is that they keep building. Uh, and it seems like that is what is going on here. This year, it's been a good year, Gray said. But I know there's a lot more work to be done. And I think he's going to do that. And you got to imagine that these pitchers in the offseason, you know, that they look at some of the games that maybe they they did things well. And, you know, some of the games they didn't do things well and kind of concentrate on those things. You know, I, in this certain situation, I used this pitch and it got knocked out of the park with this batter. I'm probably not going to do that again, you know. So I think that there is a certain level of assessment that's going to go on in the off season just to see what worked and what didn't work. But uh, uh, all things considered, I am very pleased with the season that Josiah Gray has had, despite the fact that he struggled a bit there. He is still one of the best pitchers in the Nationals rotation, in my estimation. And we look forward to big things from him in the future. All right, so coming up here after the break, I know that this is a little bit delayed, but I will give you my thoughts on Sean Doolittle, uh, what he meant to this team, and what is his potential future I'll talk about it coming up. Today's episode is brought to you by SeatGeek. Shout out to SeatGeek for sponsoring. I recently became a brand ambassador for them. SeatGeek is a ticket app that takes the confusion out of buying tickets. Plus, my listeners get $20 off their first ticket purchase when they use promo code TALKNATS. Click the link in the show description to download the app. Remember code T A L K. N-A-T-S, to take $20 off your first ticket purchase just to follow the link in the show description. News. Manscaped now sells beard products. That's right, they are once again revolutionizing men's grooming with a brand new Beard Hedger Pro Kit. From a beard trim to a fresh shave, the technology behind the Beard Hedger Pro Kit allows you to shape your signature beard look. Now you can finally use Manscaped products to make your drapes match your carpet by going to Manscaped.com and using promo code MINUTECAST for 20% off and free shipping. It's time to tame your mane. No one likes a weird beard, so say goodbye to all the stubble trouble with Manscaped's Pro Beard Kit. It all starts with the beard hedger this thing is a juggernaut of fixing faces first off this cordless trimmer has a rotary wheel that gives you 20 hair cutting lengths all with one guard so no more messy drawers full of extra add-ons that's right a face grooming doesn't need to be hard get 20 different beard lengths in just one guard plus it's waterproof so you can shave in the shower to avoid all the hair in the sink get 20% off and free shipping with promo code minutecast at manscape.com that's 20% off with free shipping at manscape.com and- use promo code M-I-N-U-T-E-C-A-S-T manscaped beard hedger one stroke one guard 20 lengths all right welcome back into this edition of the Talk Nats podcast I am so glad you decided to join me today so talking about Sean Doolittle and the big role that he played with the Nationals in some big situations Uh, you take a look at Sean Doolittle when he played with the Athletics he was originally a first baseman and kind of tried out the pitching thing, and as it turns out, he was pretty good at it. But taking a look at what he meant to this team, Doolittle became a fan favorite in Washington and prior to that in Oakland because of his personality, his self-deprecating humor, and his genuine humanity. But let's not gloss over the indisputable fact he was an awfully good big league pitcher for a long time, and surely... One of the very best relievers in Nationals history. Um, And he, he was able to perform on the big stage, and he did that. Of the 22 relievers who have thrown at least 100 innings for the Nats since 2005, Doolittle ranks fourth in ERA, first in whip, third in strikeouts per nine innings, first in strikeouts to walk ratio, and third in saves. Um, And, you know, he's one of those kind of guys that's easy to like, you know, whether he is pitching, he was always really dialed in, gave 100 percent every time, but also a very personable person. And I think that ultimately... That is what can endear you to a certain fan base. Of course, being a good pitcher is important. Uh, I was able to pitch well enough and contribute to wins on the field enough that when, whatever I ran my mouth, people listened or paid attention. He said, I feel like I had to back it up with my performance on the field. Because, you know, you can shoot your mouth off and, and make these proclamations, but unless you are really, you know, a force to be reckoned with and you are one of the key pieces on the team, people necessarily aren't going to really care about what you have to say. But looking back on this, retrospectively, uh, adding Doolittle along with Ryan Matson in 2017 uh, was one of the most important moves that Rizzo made back in 2017. He helped morph the major's worst bullpen into a legitimate strength, one that wasn't at all to blame for yet another first round exit by the franchise that October, uh, five times in April and made too little recorded four or more outs earning the winner. Save in four of those games. He saved both ends of the July doubleheader after which his ERA stood at 2.72 on pace at that point to make 71 appearances for that season. So, Just an amazing player, an amazing person. And just to kind of give a tip of the hat uh, to Sean Doolittle, Doolittle wanted to continue to be depended on after the World Series, but his body ultimately didn't allow it. That seemingly benign knee injury that sidelined him for a couple weeks in August 2019, it never fully went away. And as he was trying to complete his recovery from an internal brace procedure in his left elbow in the minor leagues, the knee finally gave away altogether the patella tendon tearing. And I think that the writing was on the walls. He put the work in. He tried to make an honest effort to come back, but let's not concentrate on why he left baseball. Let's concentrate on the great man that Sean Doolittle was and all he did for the Nationals team. A moment here to to just remember what a great pitcher he was, and I hope nothing but a great future, future for him, whether it be in baseball or otherwise, a truly great pitcher. All right, once again, I want to thank you for joining me on this edition of the Talk Nats podcast, and I'll talk to you again next time.